0: Chances are, your supply chain needs more top talent. Better yet, we can help you get it.
1: Welcome to Gartner ThinkCast, where the world's top IT and business experts explore the most important issues on your agenda. Here are the insights you need to help solve your most pressing challenges and build a more impactful long-term strategy. And you can go even deeper on these topics with Gartner webinars at gartner.com webinars. And now, the latest edition of Gartner
0: ThinkCast. Supply chain talent is in big demand right now, with the pendulum clearly on the candidate side. So how do you find the best talent? How do you attract them? And perhaps most importantly these days, how do you keep them? Hi, I'm Scott Smith, and I'm joined now by Dana Stifler, a vice president for supply chain research at Gartner. Dana, welcome. So, we hear so much about a talent shortage across IT, does supply chain face a similar challenge?
2: Yes, very similar. So when you talk to a head of supply chain and and a CIO, you're going to hear similar challenges. And uh, this is a result of a couple of different things going on. So there is a shortage of people that are ready to come into all of the positions that are available, especially because the positions are changing and getting more sophisticated. But another exacerbating factor for the talent shortage is uh, the companies themselves and what they're doing to meet candidates halfway. So there are certain practices that companies need to change in order to do a better job of attracting, retaining, and developing the talent.
0: Let's expand on that. What are the, in terms of the challenges, what are the biggest challenges today? You mentioned uh, a lack of necessarily skills for the specific needs, companies being able to meet them. Are are there other challenges that they're wrestling with right now in terms of uh, attracting talent?
1: Yeah,
2: so in one way, supply chain is about as attractive as it's ever been as a career. So if you graduate with a supply chain degree from a a U.S. university, for example, they have 100% placement, You're getting paid on average 60K coming out of school, which is nothing to sneeze at. And uh, that's all great. And so all of those people are getting jobs and there's actually, there's a shortage there. But where the issue comes in is actually retaining those people two to three years in. And that comes down to a matter of career path and perception of opportunity. So they're very excited to work in supply chain but if you're not able to articulate to them what is their opportunity set in that current position and what does their future look like at that company, they really struggle to keep those people. So they will leave for a company that does a better job of developing them and moving them around. And that's not gonna change anytime soon according to other outside HR data that we look at an average time of stay in position and all that good stuff.
0: Well, and, and of course, if there's a shortage, the the uh, pendulum swings in favor of the worker as opposed to the organization. So, if there's always a job for them to go to, right? It, it, so now you're stuck in the position potentially of just continuously training people to develop them to go elsewhere.
2: Right. And one other thing I wanted to mention was just by virtue of how the generations are lined up here. So we have our Boomers, we have Gen X, and we have our Millennial friends. Is kind of, it's a barbell-shaped population. And so that means there are fewer, far fewer, Gen Xers available to take over the leadership positions that are being vacated by the retiring Boomers. And so we're actually going to have to develop and promote Millennials faster than some people are more comfortable with to meet our needs. So we all like to joke about how my younger colleagues want everything handed to them on a platter and so forth. But it's actually turning out that we're going to have to give it to them. And we're going to have to prepare them to be ready.
0: Wow. That's... uh... It's both a, a fascinating and scary proposition to be in. And I mean it's scary not because of the millennials themselves coming in, but just having a wave of what could be more inexperienced management than we're used to right. in most roles. Right.
2: So we're already seeing, in some cases, a retiring boomer person handing over the reins to a millennial. So skipping a generation, essentially. A, gen-
0: a generation, not just talent cap, but mm-hmm. that with that goes the, the brain drain right. as well. The- and that
2: to consider too.
0: Wow. So then— when we're emphasizing sourcing talent here, now again, we're not just talking then about entry-level talent, but having that management. What are the the, the qualities and the skills that you think we really should be looking for in our uh, supply chain uh, personnel?
2: Right, so one thing we've definitely gotten right over the years is the functional and technical expertise asso- associated with different supply chain jobs. So if you're talking about planning, or sourcing and procurement, or manufacturing, or delivery and fulfillment. We've defined the supply chain nature of those jobs and what the tasks and skills are that that an associate would need to be good at. What we found, though, is that the companies that are performing really well... That are attracting and progressing the best and the brightest are actually emphasizing other skills in addition to the functional and technical, right? So it always comes back to when we do our surveys, a big focus on problem solving, on analytical skills, on relationship building skills, and you know not just relationship building with your your colleagues in supply chain, but really working across and outside the firm. I mean, supply chain is really a connecting. Profession, And so we've really emphasized relationship skills really heavily. And also an understanding of the end-to-end supply chain with the customer really being the beginning of that supply chain. So these are all orientations and uh, skill sets that weren't always traditionally part of the individual practitioner supply chain kit. You would have found them be an expectation for managers and up but maybe not for individual practitioners. So one of the things that we've seen is just really an, an upgrading of every supply chain role and what it means to be in that job and to do a
1: good job. You can find much more on this and other key IT and business topics in Gartner's webinars at gartner.com webinars. And of course, more of our ThinkCast discussions at gartner.com podcasts. And now... Back to this ThinkCast conversation.
0: Uh, it strikes me that the next question I had is about mistakes that organizations tend to make. And, and the reason I pause to to give a little uh, preface to that is I listened to you talk. There's two areas. One, with the positive thing, is we're developing people who very well will wind up leaving us at the height of certainly their skills of blossoming. Now, the danger is if we do that's if we do too good a job. That's a, you know, kind of a backhanded compliment as it were. The negative though is if we're not doing a well enough job, the reputation will go out as, "Hey, this is not a place to come to further your supply chain career," and labor has the pick and pick of the litter here. So what are the mistakes we're making we really need to avoid when handling our supply chain talent?
2: Right. So I'll take that pitch you just gave because that is a big issue not highlighting opportunity and not providing opportunity for people to develop and, and to move around. So people are not going to want to come work for you if you can't give them that opportunity. And in fact, from a supply chain leadership perspective, a real mark of leadership, if you sit down and read what the professors at Wharton or Harvard are cooking, to be in that exporter of talent to your organization is considered a sign of advanced leadership and effectiveness. So we're really trying to get people to rethink that point of view on trying to hang on for dear life to these really talented people and instead to say, you know what, that speaks well for me that I developed this person and now they're going to go on to other things in supply chain and beyond. So that's a challenge. Um, The other primary mistake that we see people making is to assume that training is the answer to their issue and to go straight into prescribing classes for people because they detect that there are gaps, they detect that associates would be engaged by putting them into some kind of a training scheme, whether it's in a classroom or it's virtual. But the challenge with that is, if you're not sure why you're doing that, or what kind of gap you're trying to bridge for that person, it's extremely difficult to get an ROI on training. And I think we all know from our own professional experience how much we tend to retain in some of these training environments. And so there's been a lot of really interesting and positive developments on shifting away from training as the solution to all our ills things like action learning so that is can we learn on the job which is what all the science says you know that's how we retain best can we learn by our relationships through our relationships with others through mentoring and sponsorship and so forth and that's where we really tend to uh, absorb and benefit from learning investments. So those are a couple of things that we see clients struggling with and how they're trying to reorient to more effective talent practices.
0: Let me build off that in the the internal um, approach, because it sounds like if we have really uh, not enough from externally to fill our needs, we're going to have to start also looking at maybe there's folks inside. So what steps should we be taking internally to either improve our existing pool or expand that potential pool to solve our supply chain needs.
2: Right. So uh, a couple of things. First of all, be sure that you know what good looks like for you. And that means that you should know for your specific job families and roles in supply chain that the information contained in those job descriptions in your HR systems and so forth is actually valid for what you need today and tomorrow. And that's not assured. And I know a lot of people listening right now would say, you know what? About 20% of what my people are doing is reflected in their current job description. So there's a lot of very uh, tactical foundational work that needs to be done to define what good looks like, first of all, if you're going to get a return on what comes next. The other things that people can do to expand the talent pool and ensure kind of a steady flow of folks is to partner better with universities and to build better internship programs, which are then the feeders into your entry level. So there are proven approaches and best practices for having a portfolio of university partners that you then work with to get people in, test drive them as interns, and then make an offer and uh, secure that graduate before they even um, are out of school. Uh, a lot of the, the program heads are telling us that, and I go to these schools and talk to these students, they're all fully employed um, in the fall. You know, they've all got their offers or multiple offers in the fall that they're entertaining. So any recruiters that get there in the spring, they'll still get pretty good folks, but they won't, they won't get first crack at the, the cream of the crop.
0: Dana, thank you very much. Dana Stifler is a Vice President for Supply Chain Research at Gartner. Gartner is an impartial independent analyst of the information technology industry. All content provided by other enterprises is expressly the views of those enterprises and the speakers. The information should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of said enterprises' products or services. Again, we encourage you to check out our other podcast and webinar offerings on Gartner.com, where you can also see more of what Gartner offers for supply chain professionals by clicking the eponymous link on the landing page. For ThinkCast, I'm Scott Smith.
1: And that's another episode of Gartner ThinkCast. We want your insights, so email us at GartnerThinkCast at gartner.com. You can hear more ThinkCast segments at gartner.com slash podcasts. And you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. And when you're there, make sure to rate us. Thank you for listening to ThinkCast.